Well now, James, they've changed the regulations concerning the air boxes and the wings, and yet you're still extremely fast. How do you do it? Big balls. And welcome back to the Hot Lap. It's been a while, but with me is Alex. With well, well, in the past is the Russian Grand Prix. In the future is the USA Grand Prix. Will Hamilton be champion, Alex? Hopefully not, but unfortunately it looks to be that case, having just read some information that's uh, kind of coming hot off the press as we speak. I know, live to tape, you probably would have heard of it by the time you've, uh, you've actually listened to this. But, but breaking news for us, Ferrari... New engine. New, new replacement engine, which basically means, yeah, a 10-second penalty, which puts in minimum of 11th on the grid. And I believe Hamilton only needs to finish... Only needs to score, what, n- is it nine points or something difference, is it? No, I think it's not... Yeah, I mean, I, I, yes, I think, I think, I think it may well be the case with Vettel, and and uh, yeah, so I, I mean, Ferrari understandably want to maybe win more races. Let's be honest, I think for them the championship's pretty much over by a miracle. And I, yeah. so the only thing I could think of in Ferrari's head is, okay, we'd rather forfeit the tiny one percent, two percent chance of winning the championship. Yeah, we'd almost forfeit that for trying to maybe win the USA Grand Prix in Brazil. And having a chance of winning that, maybe that's the only thing I think is might be going on in their head. If they can win more, se- you know, more races come the end of the season, the Mercedes from now, that will be a nice <laughs> bonus for going into twenty sixteen. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. Yeah, and I think also they're trying to evaluate um, if they can get some running on engines now uh, for twenty sixteen for parts and stuff. They might as well do it now if they've got nothing really to lose. No, you're absolutely right, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I think, let's be honest, I think they are in a situation where there's nothing to lose. Having said that, Rosberg's engine, or some, well, well Rosberg, something with Rosberg didn't, didn't go particularly great at the last race, did it? So um, that could happen to Lewis. You never know. Yeah, you never know. They, they are suffering a bit on the old um, reliability front, although I'd say that's more Nico, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. And talking about Nico, let's, let's quickly then, in this uh, shortened version, I think, because there's not too much to talk about, but get into the Russian Grand Prix. So, there was a race. Lewis Hamilton won the race. Lewis was really only racing, Alex, for probably about two or three of the laps, you know, officially, um, before yeah. Rosberg went out. That was it. Yeah. Um, it was another, pretty much, was Lewis ever really challenged by anyone or is it another well he's off again well this is the thing i mean i think other than maybe malaysia in terms of passing on the track for the front we are now near the end of the season with a handful of races left and my nagging point is we still haven't had a fight for the lead for the for a race win have we we're still struggling I know this season has been, re- as much as I am a Hamilton fan, I love to see Lewis win. I like Mercedes. They have worked hard. They can't deserve their success. But on the flip side, it's probably been, I think since I've known you anyway, Alex, the, you know, the last few years, it's definitely been the most boring F1 season in terms of on-track action uh, and at the front that you and I have ever witnessed. Is that, is that unfair to say? Or 
I think that's fair to say, and that's not just because uh, I, I don't quite um, uh, like Hamilton, but um, I, the, you get the odd memorable race, but it's just not. There is no championship fight in anything. Like people get excited thinking Vettel might go and win this now. No chance. Um, Nico showed at the beginning of the season he could be on for it, but then that disappeared quite quickly. We've literally got um, nothing. Mercedes were going to always win it, weren't they, constructor-wise? And it was always going to be pretty much between Nico and Lewis. Um, Vettel, I suppose, maybe has slightly surprised us a bit more, but we've not had... I can't even remember the last time we had a race where first and second just kept swapping places. Yeah, yeah, even once or twice is what we were asking for. Yeah. I mean, you know, but there hasn't really been a case either. I can't really remember where, for example, they're about two seconds apart and a pit stop has changed the lead, other than maybe Malaysia, which was a different strategy. Yeah. Um, I think Monaco was more really of a mistake because Lewis was right out in front. So, so in terms of actually on track, you know, you're right, we haven't. It's really, it really is quite, it really is quite I, depressing. It is, but I think it doesn't help because I watched the 1994 Japanese Grand Prix the other day. Yep. It was held, started in the rain. Yep. Um, and the rain got so bad they actually stopped the race, uh, waited a couple of hours, and then restarted it again, which basically meant that they ran a Formula One race twice. Mm-hmm. Then they combined the times together. Yeah. What you had was you had Murray Walker describing the race that was going the second race that was going on but all the time basically saying that the what you saw on the track which was something like i don't know michael schumacher leading was actually not necessarily the actual true no it was an aggregate uh, time wasn't it it was aggregate yeah yeah, exactly and and you found you're watching it and michael was cutting down the time the aggregate time and getting closer and closer yet that necessarily wasn't on the track it's a bit like doing the under the undercut in the pit stop. Is you yeah. can't see it going on in track, but you know that when everything settles down, you're in for a fight. And I watched that race, and it was like, wow, that you know, on the day, that would be quite exciting if you were a Michael fan. Going, come on, Michael, come on, you know, you're get, you're gaining on Damon another lap. You know, you're taking another two seconds out. Da 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 da. We just don't have that. No, but we, I, I remember the race. I've seen the race as well, and even. Whether you're a Michael or Damon fan, I think if you're a fan of F1, there was enough, even with Nigel Mansell and John O'Lacey, their battery, there was enough going on on that in that race that I think if you're a fan of Formula 1, you would have struggled not to enjoy it or not at least been excited up until the end. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, well, you know, um, unfortunately, uh, as I say, I can't think of the top of my head um, when we last really had such a close, close race. No. But we're talking. But we're talking like Russia was one of the dullest races we've seen, and I suppose it wasn't really. But that's how he seemed to be coming across, I guess. No, I mean the ending was quite exciting. I mean, obviously Lewis won. Sebastian Vettel five point nine seconds behind. I think Lewis was well in control of the race. But it's such a shame that this is a race where I think going into it we couldn't unfortunately upload our preview on it. But um, uh, technical issues, boys and girls. But during it, we were basically saying. Russian Grand Prix, we, we kind of almost hoped it was going to be another Singapore where Ferrari, Mercedes might struggle a bit and for, and we might get a race between Mercedes and Ferrari and we never did. No. Really. Um, but the interesting thing, Sergio Perez in the Force India finishes third after an incident between Raikkonen and Bottas. What was that about? 
you know what? It was a typical something you'd see on uh, PlayStation 4. Last lap, we've got nothing to lose. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, wait, actually, we are driving real cars here, and this isn't a computer game. Were you annoyed at Raikkonen, being, being, being obviously the Ferrari fan? I was a bit, because it was never going to work, was it? No, no. I mean, that was a really, really, that was really silly, really. That was a desperation, possibly, you know? I don't know. But, yeah, it was never going to work in Amongst the Sundays, uh and and you saw you you knew it was going to happen a good like fifty meters before the corner almost didn't you exactly exactly um you know he gained on him it was one of those I don't know I suppose another couple of laps he would have just sort of he would have he would have worked out where he needed to make the pass and he would have done it but I think it just got a bit desperate in the end it did it did really uh, and and, poor, and obviously Paul Valtteri but Kimi went back to eighth and uh, and it was Kimi Räikkönen's actions essentially that gifted Mercedes the title <clears throat> pretty much after most people went home yeah um, but hey ho yeah but Sergio Perez finished third I mean fair, you know solid drive for him really and, uh, yeah I mean Force India seemed to have this sort of how do you put it like some track you know this track Russia they did alright the track before that not so good you know they, they seem to be a bit inconsistent but um, Perez you know, we've we've always had this discussion, really, haven't we? I know we can discuss it at length at another time, but McLaren getting rid of Perez was that were they right at the time, or did they, they just get a mis? Did they just misunderstand him? I think, I think, I think there was a misunderstanding. I, I've heard from insiders that Perez was quite arrogant when he went there. Um, because I, th- I think all the media and stuff, he was like the the, the next. They wanted Perez to be the next Lewis. Yeah. yeah, and I think when he didn't beat Button straight out of the box and going on in the next few races, he wasn't like you know they'd shown the level of dominance they wanted against, for example, Button, who was a benchmark at the time. I think they're uh, a bit disappointed. And what hurt Perez even more was they couldn't come to agreement with a big Mexican sponsor deal, which which was rumored to be the case. Mm. And I certainly think... would it certainly would uh, help McLaren right now. Yes, it would, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 a bit of egg on face. Yeah, but um. I think the Perez from 2015 would have done much better at McLaren than the Perez, for example, two years ago. Better than Kevin. Well, yeah, well, let's be honest. Yeah, Perez and Kevin, you could have really much um, swapped, swapped, swapped them. Yeah, yeah, and you know, swap, swap them, and you probably wouldn't have known much the difference really in terms of their drive in th- 2013 and 14. I feel. Yeah, I think everyone said he's matured a lot more. Mm. Um, but he still has his off races, let's be honest. He does, he does. So see, Sergio Perez, he, he's almost a... I can't, I, I can't help but feel, and I, I don't think he ever will join Ferrari, but Sebastian Vettel being number one at Ferrari, I think if he ever did join uh, join Ferrari with, you know, with, the, with the old Sauberlink there, uh, I could almost see that, because I can't see... Yeah, 
Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> what I was saying was that I could almost see Perez going to uh, Ferrari um, as, a, as, a, as a blatant number two. Kind of like a Michael Schumacher, Rubens Barrichello type thing. I don't think it will ever happen. But no. I, think, I, I, think he, I think he's good enough to be a number two to someone like Sebastian Vettel if Ferrari wanted to go down that clear number one, number two route. Yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah, it, it will never happen. Right. He's, he's getting on a bit, but um, for 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 Russia, certainly Force India needed that result, and that's what they got. They did a mass, massive fourth after starting, you know, way back. Fair play to him, well done. Um, you can't really follow him there. Daniel Kvyat fifth, Nazar sixth, Pastor Maldonado actually scoring points amazingly down in seventh. Uh, Raikkonen was eighth. We've spoken about him. Jensen Button, well done, McLaren. What was going to be a double points finish didn't end up being a double points finish because uh, Fernando Alonso got a penalty. Uh, yes, for corner cutting, wasn't it? Was it corner cutting or was it? Um... It was, yeah. Or what... the corner cutting. Uh, basically, what what happened was, uh, I think the uh, special marshal was the uh, head of development at Codemasters, I think, at this race. And, uh, oh, OK. Got, got quite a bit upset at it, so... Yeah. Gave him a penalty. Um, Bottas, 12th, obviously, DNF. Then we had Roberto Mary, Will Stevens, Ricardo, Carlos Sainz, all, all finished well down. Nico Rosberg... Did you say Mary finished ahead of Stevens? I, I guess he did. Mm. But I think Stevens had problems. I, I believe. I'm not exactly sure what it is, because uh, it was, yeah. OK. So, um... Excuse me. And uh, Ricardo signs Grosjean, Rosberg, Hulkenberg and Ericsson obviously finish it. So b- before we before we finish Russia, who was your driver of the race? Um I would probably go with Perez. Perez. Me yeah, too. And, that, and again that's not just because I don't like Lewis. Um I, 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 I just think that you know again third place for that team, you know, you've got to yeah, okay, you know, the tyres were pretty shot at the end, but, you know, it's that whole attitude of never give up because you never know what's going to happen. No, and I think he did, he fought, I think even finishing fifth, because he was in the podium position right up until the last couple of laps, I think you would have given it to him anyway, because he he fought, he did, I think, everything he could have done to try, you know, to get that podium ultimately. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and and Force India, obviously finishing, you you know, uh, best of the rest, essentially in the in the end, I think was a really good move. Um, it was just yeah, uh, Lewis, but kind of like a bit like Vettel in the Red Bull days. He did what needed to be done. That's it. I know that sounds bizarre, but with Rosberg out, he was faster than Vettel. wasn't really challenged. It was not quite a likes to flag victory because Rosberg leave, but it, you know, essentially that's what it was. Yeah, uh, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it was just a fairly average race, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, I'm sure um, a, a, a yeah average race, which we probably won't be talking about anytime soon. No, but then we, well, unfortunately, due to the podcast issues, we were saying about how much we don't really like uh, the Russian track. No, the only one corner I do like is the one with all the flags, that long turn, you know, the, near, the, in, near the beginning of the lap. In the first sector, where, where they go round the part of the Olympic Park, that really, really long turn that destroys the tyres. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, because that, I, I think I enjoy that track on the game, and I like it. It looks really good on TV. Other than that, uh, yeah, uh, not unspectacular. That's probably the way I'd put it. Yeah. 
But there we go. So, the United States Grand Prix. Um, let, let, let's say, I mean, I mean, the US Grand Prix has been around for quite a few years in different guises. Yeah. Um, in 1982, there were three F1 Grand Prix in the USA. Believe it or not, Caesar's Palace, Long Beach, and Detroit. Amazing. 1982. Wow. That, wow. Uh, was that the year you were born, or are you 81 like me? Um, I'm 81 like your good self. Uh, so we, we would have been about one. Essentially, yes. yeah. Austin is the most highly educated city in the United States. I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, mm. The first USA Grand Prix was in 1959. Circuit distance was uh, 5.513 kilometers. So there you, there you go. Um, uh, I don't quite know who's got the fastest lap here, uh, which is a bit annoying. But the fastest pit stop in F1 history was recorded at uh, this track in 2013. Mark Webber. Uh, true, taking 1.923 seconds. Wow, I was going to say Red Bull. Thought yes. it might have been then. No, no, John Watson, he won the 83 United States Grand Prix. Uh, the United States Grand Prix West, this guy, from 22nd on the grid. The lowest starting position for an F1 race winner. Driving a McLaren, I think it was, wasn't it? It was, yes, the Marvel McLaren. Now, uh, most wins by team. Come on, Alex, here we go. What, in any US Grand Prix? or yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the winner's got... The, there's two they're, they're two people are equaling it on 12 apiece at the moment. 12 apiece? I'd probably say McLaren. Yep. Um, it's probably going to be Ferrari then, isn't it? Given that You kept the faith and you were rewarded, yeah. It's McLaren and Ferrari 12 apiece. 11 by Lotus, founded by Colin Chapman. Four... You would never guess who that who who's won four USA Grand Prix. Old team, not around anymore. They go quite quite back. They go they go back quite Pacific. A yes, well done. No, uh, <laughs> Tyrrell, believe it or not. Tyrrell with four. Wow. Yeah, I know. Most wins by driver. It's got Lewis uh, uh, has won three USA Grand Prix. Obviously, twice at this track. Carlos Reutem and Alan Jones three apiece with Graham Hill and Jim Clark. And and the people that have won five. Interestingly, before this track was even made, he'd won the feed. He'd won five, and that was Michael Schumacher. Yeah, and then Edson Senna another five. Where's Vettel in that? He's only won, I think, once. Oh, is he? Or twice, maybe at most. Yeah. Because oh, I think Lewis has won. Because I think it's only been around since 2012, 2013, wasn't it? I think this uh, actual track. Um, yeah. I think uh, Lewis has won it twice. Both by passing, funny enough, by passing the leader, doing exactly what hasn't happened this season. He passed Sebastian Vettel two years ago and Nico Rosberg last year at the same corner for the lead. Yeah, I think then what we would have had would Vettel would have been probably in his Toro Rosso back when it was Indianapolis, wouldn't he? Uh, 2008. May well have been. But was there a US that I don't know? Or didn't, no, what was the there last US Grand Prix? I think it was, I've got a thing in 2007. I can't remember there one being in 2008. I think I may have gone in 2000. I think I went to Indianapolis. When was the tyre problem? 2005. Okay, so I went 2006. Then I think maybe there was a 2007. I think you might be right. That was the last yeah. one. Then Seb came in. And then it was until 2012. Was the yeah, 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 yeah. But Sebastian Vettel did drive in 07 for BMW, though. Age 19. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he finished eighth on his F1 debut. There you go. Wow, wow. Yeah, I've got, there's a picture of me with a stupid haircut as well. So, 
who do you think is going to do well here? Before we get into the official predictions, it very, I mean, the yet to track itself is kind of, I don't know, it's very straight line, but quite high speed. I mean, I can't, once again, I think we really have to see what that engine is like with Ferrari. Um, I think we, yeah, what was your initial question, sorry, on that one? Who do you think is, who do you think is going to be in for a good weekend? Lewis. I think I think mechanical grip rules this track, and that's what Mercedes have. You think about all the long flowing, quite it's quite a quick. You know, the first part of the the track is sort of left right left right, isn't it? Yes, that's and it, true. And it and it flows. I think Mercedes are going to walk it easy. Yeah, it's kind of like a when you look at it, it's got corners very much like a. You know, the first sectors are always reminded of the Silverstone. You know, the Beckett's Chapel Maggots, uh, those, those really fast corners, and then it's a bit like, kind of like a bit like Spa as well, but with, you know, uh, yeah. Um, uh, do do you like do you like racing this track? I don't mind it. I don't have. I don't. I, uh, no, I don't mind it at all. To be honest, um, it gets a bit of a pain in the rear when you start getting a hell of a lot of understeer. Yes, in in the in the F one game because when you then start to get the understeer, making those fast corners become a bit of a pain. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's not it's not like seeing it like when we go to Singapore, uh, we dread it and try and skip it. No, I don't. No. Yeah, no, I don't. I know. I'm happy don't to drive it. it. Yeah, the only, like, what I would say the first corner is a bit of a a bit of a difficult one because you can't see the apex. No. Uh, I imagine. I imagine. Let's be honest. The first corner online is not particularly nice either, because of the way no. it is. But it's, no. it's very much not quite. It always kind of reminds me of like a a, a modified Lasource, essentially, because it's, yeah, yeah. it's that sharp as well. Yeah, but it doesn't dip down, unfortunately. No, no. no. So, but the, but the, but but there we go. So official predictions, Alex. Top three. What are you saying? Yeah, um, we need to work out how we're going to do that with points and stuff because uh, to be honest with you I've kind of lost track I think I've got it on my iPad oh, so yeah. come the next yeah. podcast we'll when I've backtracked to work out what we did in Russia um, then we can have a, a better idea um, I'm going to go top three let's go Lewis yep Nico yep and Bottas Oh, yeah, because basically we're basing on Ferrari guaranteed a penalty, aren't they? Yes. Right. I am going to go with Lewis, Nico, but instead of Bottas, I am going to say Ricardo. Okay. Down red ball. Interesting. And there is a reason, and we'll get into uh, on the news. But there you go. That is that's pretty much our F1 predictions. Uh, fastest lap of course fastest lap uh, which I'm we gonna... all know what we're going to say I'm going to go with Seb oh ok because they got the new engine do you? Um, I will go with Lewis ok ok uh, and top McLaren oh that's a difficult one they got, a, they got a new engine haven't they hmm uh, yeah hmm uh... I'm going to say Tom McLaren finishes 10th. Oh, I was going 9th. Oh, 9th and 10th. Yeah. There you go, there you go. Well, there you go. That is our USA 
Grand Prix um, predictions. So onwards, onwards to the news. We're racing yeah. through this part. I think this is going to be a record. This is um, onwards to the news. We're looking at basically we're talking about engines. We spoke about Ferrari. Renault have a new engine. They've used up pretty much all their tokens suddenly, haven't they? Eleven tokens. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, because um, they've used them all up. Toro Rosso uh, have announced today that they're not going to use the new engine uh, because they don't want to face the penalties that come with it. They would rather see out the rest of the season with what they've got. Fair enough. Um, Um, Yeah. Uh, But they haven't really gone into too much detail about what we expect from the Renault engine. Well, using 11, you'd like to think, okay, even if it is unreliable, it, it's, it has to be a lot better. Uh, it's got to be. 11 tokens, to me, at once, would be a massive upgrade. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, for, that must be like a 30 gigabyte patch on Project Cars or something. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Massive. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely, it, it will be a massive. It has to, and, and it kind of makes me wonder because Red Bull are, you know, without an engine again. I mean, your team said no. I mean, I mean, quickly going into that, backtracking a tiny bit. What do you think of uh, what do you think of that whole Red Bull situation? Uh, Ferrari have said uh, no, thank you. In the end, mm. Mm. <sighs> it's a difficult one. Because, let's be honest, Ferrari's nearest challenger is Red Bull, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and I think, given that if Red Bull had a decent engine, I think they'd easily be up there with Ferrari. I think they've got a good chassis, haven't they? They do. Um, but, likewise, if they then turn around and then, yeah, it's it's a tough one because Red Bull really are kind of stuck, aren't they? Because Mercedes are also, to some extent, going to not be... Well, they, they can't do it anyway because they've maxed out on the amount of teams that have uh, got en- uh, engines with them, haven't they? Yeah, because I think they're waiting for to see what happens with Lotus. Renault have said they're going to buy Lotus, and the Mercedes has basically turned around and went, fair enough, uh, Manor, you get our engines. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Red Bull wanted Mercedes engines, and then they wanted a 2016-spec Ferrari engine, didn't they? At which point yeah. Ferrari said no. And... A lot of people have been saying in the media, and I, 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 I can't criticise them for saying it, and I kind of agree to a point where, you know, Red Bull have slagged off Renault so much, we've mentioned it, that I'm sure in the back of uh, their minds, Mercedes and Ferrari are thinking, eh, well, do we really want to do that? If uh, our engine isn't, if our engine blows up or isn't suddenly as good as Red Bull want it to be, are we going to follow the same slagging off in the media, which we don't want? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, okay, so do you think that Red Bull will um, run a 2015 Ferrari engine, or do you reckon they'll get some form of a 2016 engine? I think they'll get a 2016 Renault engine. I think Ferrari have said no. They said no to the 2016, and then after talks they ended up saying no to the twenty to the twenty fifteen, their only hope, I believe, now. I know there are crisis talks, obviously, with Bernie and uh, Christian Horner at the Russian Grand Prix. Is I think their only hope now is Renault. Ironically enough, after slagging them off, they are going to struggle, aren't they? Yes, and yeah, they are. 
Um, and Bernie's come out and basically said that, uh, not sued, but they could be in trouble with the courts if um, Red Bull exit next year. Yeah, because they're, like everything, they're kind of tied into a contract, aren't they? Yes, yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I mean, there you go. It's, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, and uh, w- watch this space in, term, in, terms of Re- in terms of Red Bull. I think they all will be with Renault next year. And that kind of makes me wonder is why Renault now decided to do the 11 tokens. When obviously, they're, you know, they're, they're in contract talks. They obviously must be putting in 2016 parts and testing those out. Yeah, absolutely, and Red Bull must have been quite happy with that, bearing in mind that they do not have an uh, engine supplier for next year. Mm. Red Bull have not really got anything to lose by running those engines and seeing what they're like, and it gets a better idea about potentially what they're going to get next year. Absolutely, absolutely. Plus, as well, they don't want to upset me, given that I've got a Red Bull jacket, and at the moment... Um, all the sponsors are currently in in date on the jacket, and if they move away from Renault, then I'm going to have an out of date jacket. Shocking! Mm. How dare they? Um, uh, and t- talking in of, of, of out of date, uh, if you had a McLaren Magnussen jacket, that'd be out of date as about now. Uh, I think to be honest, that was out of date as soon as he left uh, um, the uh, second place, second driver's seat. Don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I don't think right. he was ever going to go back into uh, McLaren. No, but as soon as he left, he was that told seat. of his exit on his birthday officially, even though he yep. knew it was coming. That's By one nice. secretary. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, McLaren. What are you doing? That's. Uh, I, I mean, isn't isn't that how McLaren work though? They they tend to uh, not really do things uh, the proper way and just tend to uh, use some sort of um, rubbish PR agency to. Uh, promote their um <laughs> like driver lineup or you know we'll go we we touch on it again isn't it it's the whole oh we don't know about jensen oh oh jensen might want to quit oh da, da, da. and they can't make up their mind then all of a sudden it's like oh jensen signed for us by the way it's like oh okay and now it's like oh kevin magnuson oh he's a fantastic driver oh and then next thing you know kevin's like Oh, by the way, yeah, they sacked me on my birthday, basically. That's so bad. And it came, and it didn't come from Ron, and it didn't come from Bullier. Um, you know, sit down. I, I had an email from the PA. That's bad. Uh, you'd, I mean, you'd at least think he'd be invited in. Or, yeah. worst case, a phone call from Ron. Yeah. It's almost like someone's, they've had a morning meeting, and they go, right, so what's the agenda for today, then, Ron? And they're sitting there, and they're talking about their line of sponsors including you know the well-known uh, brazilian wine manufacturer yeah a uh, producer and they're going oh what else do you know what i swear there's something else yeah what is it why is it do you know what I, it, there's this this date in our heads you know ah oh, what ah oh, it's got to come to me and then you'll get some sort of woman that goes past on a little tea trolley and goes do you know it's Kevin Magnuson's birthday today? Go, oh my god! Do you want to sign the card? Here oh my is. god! Yeah. We've completely forgotten about Kevin. Um, uh, uh, take a note, please, Jean. What 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 do you want me to write, Jean? Please take a note and express our con- uh, our sincere apologies to Kevin that we've uh, uh, forgotten about him and we no longer require his our um, his assistance. Um, and then just sign it off uh, from yourself. Thanks, Jean. And that's it. <laughs> that's, 
that's not a completely unrealistic scenario, I think, somewhat depressingly as well. Because mm. so. he, Kevin Magnussen was doing simulator work and everything, wasn't he? So he was, he's yeah. still very much part of McLaren, and I don't understand why you wouldn't get that from the boss or from Bullier or, or someone to sit you down and say, thanks for all your work on the simulator, da 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 you know. You're welcome back anytime. Here, have a free T-shirt. Yes. No, I don't know, Alex. No one can ever ask, um, answer any questions that go through McLaren's mind. I don't think. Well, this is the problem. I, I mean, you, you know, if, if it, this year, if I had a, a chapter for my autobiography in relation to my, my, you know, myself and Formula One, it would be the year I could not defend McLaren. Really, because I can't. You, you for their performances, you can't. The way they handle the button situation, two years in a row, you can't defend them. Yeah. And then, and then, there, and then there's this. It's, um, I mean, even from your point, you don't like McLaren, but McLaren... don't also forget all the driver politics with um, Montoya not liking. Uh, was it Alonso? Not liking Alonso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. Well. Yeah. No. No. It wasn't Alonso. It wasn't Was it not? No. What was the big driver spat? Was it Alonso not liking Lewis? Lewis Hamilton. That was it. Yeah, the Hungarian Grand Prix was it, didn't it? It all came to a few. Yeah, but but even that, that was uh, what we're looking. That was eight years ago. Even then, though, McLaren were a much better oil machine than they are now. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even when you look twenty years ago, there are the you know nineteen ninety five. There were with Mercedes engines. You know, with that new deal, but they were on the cusp '96 and then '97. They're three years away from being regular winners again, if you remember. You, you know, and then that that obviously sported that that good relation where they won a lot of races. Unfortunately, not too many championships because it coincided with the dominance of Michael, and then the dominance really of like Renault and then Red Bull. Renault, yeah. Red Bull, and McLaren were always kind of like the the bridesmaid in that situation, barring barring you know the odd year. Um, yeah, yeah, but but did, then you look at them now. Sorry, Alex. No, they go on. Now, you look at them now, and it's they're an unrecognisable team in the way they in the way they operate. They're uh, with silly errors and things like that. And when you hear about some of the stuff they do, and and how how, for example, that you know they don't get out and qualifying in time, and all the mistakes they've made this year, it's it's kind of like you expected it from the Minardi team, not McLaren. Um. Yeah, and didn't they also then pronounce some sort of big sponsor lineup, which never that then never happened? More than then one all we saw was yeah. this really bare McLaren driving around, and it's taken them literally three quarters of a season to then announce a sponsor. And even then, it's not a main title sponsor. No, it's really bad. And for me, I don't understand. Then I, I honestly think, in hindsight, because they didn't have any sponsors, uh, nostalgia. I'm not always saying you should go back to it, but a white and red McLaren, not quite in the marble colours, but something that you know has a nod, has a massive nod to it, would have been a lot, a lot better than what than that black and red with hardly any sponsors. At least then it would have looked interesting, and then you know McLaren Honda it, for me would have been on nostalgia, uh, yeah. and the, you know, which would have got people talking of like, oh, it looks like the car that Senna had and all, etc. But they didn't even do that, unfortunately. So. Mm. Oh dear! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, for me, I think when we do our year in review, I'm going to struggle to find anyone but pretty much the McLaren team as, as the the disappointments of the season. Are you going to actually create a completely separate, different podcast for McLaren? I think we need. Yes, yes. It's going to be called the Mook. 
Inardi. Yeah. Uh, the Muk Russia. Muk <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. The Muk Muk Simtek. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we could go on, really, could we? Couldn't we? Uh, but there you go. But there, um, so are there, um, I think that's almost all the news. I can't, I can't, I'm sure, I don't think there's anything else from the top. Oh, new Pirelli deal done, but there you go, that's old news now. Um, and that's it, and uh, on our next, oh, there's not really, Project Cars has got patch three, uh, a third, you know, a massive patch, a version three, but there's, even though it was a massive patch, it didn't fix and change an awful lot. We don't really know what the DLC is going to be for this month. I can only hope we're going to have more news next time we speak to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a poor week. I think it's just because they're all travelling, so they've got very little to talk about. Yeah, yeah, uh, to, to the to, to the Americas. So uh, um, there you go. So, so next time we speak to you, will Lewis Hamilton be the champion, Alex? Uh, we've discussed that one. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, I guess I guess that's that's it. I'll speak to you guys soon. Um. Yes, have a uh, a good weekend and uh, we will no doubt catch up with hopefully a, a cracker of a Grand Prix this weekend. Mark Webber has food poisoning and goes beyond the call of duty. Understood. Box, box, box. I'll try and say it, mate. I am, I am, I am eating in a car, but I'll see how it goes.